today. Good luck. Hey, that's when you believe all right so after about a month we are back everybody uh since we are social distancing and all we are not physically in person but it is no alliance checking in hello henry how are you on via zoom over here but he by no no yes sir <laughs> And including Henry, we also have, I will let you introduce yourself. You guys have the one and only Mackenzie Marshall hailing all the way from New York City. The currently the epicenter of the coronavirus, but we're still here. We still stand in. We are still alive. So that's the most that's the most important thing. So be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms. That includes Twitter at underscore WRGO, Instagram at what's really going, YouTube at what's really going on. Uh, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, listen on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. Uh, so we're just going to get into it. Of course, everybody knows that the coronavirus is changing everything in our lives. As I said, we're social distancing, so we're all doing this in our separate locations. Um, so I guess we can just kind of start off this podcast with kind of how the coronavirus how do y'all think it's changing politics uh, i mean there's a lot of stuff going on a lot of bills like what are kind of like y'all general thoughts on kind of like the whole political coronavirus stuff because it is a lot it is changing like every second um i mean it's a lot going on um definitely a lot going on uh it's kind of hard to digest at times especially because there's no, like, national standard um, of how we're handling things, then they don't necessarily know um, how to cure it. Um, like, they know where they originated from, but, like, the processes of someone, like, trying to rehab from the situation. Um, it's been a lot of misinformation, which has been kind of bad because news in this 2020 has been like that, which is awkward. Um, yeah. Mackenzie? Um, my take on it would be, I feel like, honestly, it's been a little bit all over the place. Um, I feel like we had a really good leeway and upper hand on how, like, watching all of the other countries handle it. Like, we had a couple days, a couple weeks to really gather ourselves to prepare for this. And I just feel like had it been properly handled, we wouldn't be at this extreme, at least at this extreme, like this is actually ridiculous. And I feel like it really could have been, I really feel like it could have been prevented to some extent. Um, so I think the response has been all over the place. However, I think now, I think now people are like, really like, I feel like Governor Cuomo has been handling the situation really well. Um, I think there's a few leaders locally um, that's been handling the situation well. Um, but overall, I think it's just been all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I think that's my thing is that um, from Trump's handling of it, I think that's kind of where all of this fell apart. Because like you said, Mackenzie, like we did have, like Italy was kind of like a good example of like, this is going to happen to us in like a couple weeks. And it's been rumored that Trump ignored like the first reports when he first heard about it in January. And then like a week later, he cut the budget for the CDC, he eliminated staff. So it does seem like it's been 
all over the place. But like you said, like Cuomo's been handling it like really well. He's been really like interactive. Um, our governor for me and Henry in Maryland, he's been handling it pretty well. But it still seems like as much as each like local official like can handle it, as long as Trump kind of just generally doesn't know what he's talking about, it can only get so good, right? I mean, that's something that I think about of like, as good as like Cuomo or de Blasio can tell people like to not do this or test people, if Trump doesn't know how to use the federal government, that seems to be a pretty big problem that we're probably, or like that the media is like not covering enough, right? I don't know, from your perspective. I just feel like there would have been, like even just how like Trump and the local officials were not on the same page, like literally saying the complete opposite things. It's like like when the first, the social distancing was happening, like Mayor de Blasio said one, or yeah, yeah, Mayor de Blasio said one thing and then Trump like said the complete opposite. And it was just stuff like that. It's just like how do silly things like this slip through the cracks when it's like you guys really had time to prepare for this, so. Yeah. Henry, what do you think? I mean, I'm on the same page. Like I said earlier, it's just been a lot of misinformation, man, <clears throat> a lot of confusion, uh, which in terms caused like us as like citizens uh, to panic, which is why like I just damn panic buying and people like just, I don't know, doing things that are like, I guess out of the norm of like preparing for a situation. Cause it, again, it was like a lot of input. So we can just take like Howard's situation and apply that across the board. Cause I'm pretty sure like a lot of stuff like that has been happening from like the state lock-ins to like who's essential and who's not essential and like yeah. all that stuff. Like <clears throat> my friends, I was watching the news last night and I don't where wherever Liberty University is. The, okay, so like the um governor was like like everybody had like was on the same page about like students probably should not come back after spring break or whatever. Um <clears throat> but then like Liberty allows some of their students to like actually come back on campus. Um so that was that in itself was just like a bad situation of like a private institution or a private entity kind of doing like what they wanted to do and taking their own range from it. And that's my problem with this whole like there's no national agenda or national um, way of handling the situation because it's kind of like he left it up to like mayors and governors, right? Everybody's gonna do what's best for their particular city. So, like, let's say like in Atlanta. Keisha Bottoms is the mayor of Fulton County, but the outside metropolitan areas, a lot of people work in Fulton County. A lot of people like, you know what I'm saying, have to go into the city to like operate. So if she is on one accord and then those surrounding suburb counties are on a different accord about when people can leave, who is considered essential and X, Y, and Z, then again, like, miscommunication a lot of like things like like for maryland if you aren't going to like the grocery store have a reason for leaving you could get fined up to like five thousand dollars or a year in prison which i mean hmm, but wait i'm sorry what is, 
what not to cut you off but let's go back to what was that rule if you're fine if you're caught outside what if in mayor like that varies from state to state because yeah. i know i saw that but what is, what are the stipulations like if you're caught outside it again it, there's no detail to what essential means so like I I need to personally go into work to like handle some like scanning and mail stuff for my job. But like they didn't send me one of those essential worker letters, right? So let's say I'm on my way to the metro and it's uh, like PG police out there. Where are you going? Um, I have to go to work. Where's your letter? I don't have my letter. That they wouldn't do they 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 wouldn't do that. You don't have to have, it's not in Europe. I know you've had to have a letter. In California, where they're like, it's roadblocks. My, but my, my question to that, though, if that is the stipulation, what are they going to do about homeless people? What are they going to do about that poor people who. And that's what that, 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 those are questions I personally have, which are unanswered because, like, um, like, no, you're assuming they're not handling like that. But what if they, like, I seen a video like literally maybe a week ago where they were at FedEx field and it was like the National Guard and police and like they were deploying to different sections of states and they're act like they're sitting on roadblocks and doing like extreme measures. So like again, across the board there's no like um way of handling this situation so if maryland is doing that and they're taking it to that extreme and georgia is on another quarter like okay like if you're in a situation just go to work and they're not like deploying the national guard and um, police people or whatever you still have businesses let's say a small business who like can't necessarily afford to close they're gonna I'm an essential business. Tell their people to come to work. That just adds to more mass and volume of people traveling and the risk of someone contacting the virus is like higher. So like yeah, my I think point here is like, again, there's no national way of handling, handling it. So if Maryland has this like <clears throat> stay at home order where they're like enforcing this fine of up to $5,000, they are actually deploying people in the National Guard to set up in certain places. And let's say like PG County is handling it different from like Montgomery County or Howard County. That again creates a lot of miscommunication, misinformation, and allows like people to continue to travel and move, which helps the virus spread. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why in a lot of cases, governors have just kind of put their foot down and just said, like, I control, like, you can do what you want, but, like, everyone's going to follow my rules, which is probably why we need more leadership from Trump and people in the White House to just say, like, on a national level, here's what we're going to do to mitigate this, and we haven't got that. So the problem is, or my kind of view, my feel about the whole problem is that every state is in their own individual battle, like, where Maryland is it's not good, but it's not, New York is really bad. So New York has a different issue than Maryland. And that's part of the problem is that when there's no national kind of response, I mean, because you can speak to this more than Henry and I, but it seems like New York is just kind of like in its own separate kind of world, especially upstate versus the city, right? I mean, it's like, it's two different things. Like you live in Brooklyn, Brooklyn's a lot different than anywhere else in the country, but you get 
let alone New York. So New York City has a different problem than New York State, and New York State has a different problem than the rest of the country. I get that. But if the country just took the same measures as like like Italy or China, where they completely just shut stuff down, they, I don't sanitize and clean and like put in certain policies and stipulations of order where like it was defined, it was clear, this is what's happening. And everybody was on one accord. I personally don't think if like, if we, like when Trump didn't find out in the, about this in January, which they're now trying to say is like some other BS. Um, like they found out in, about this in January and they actually like put plans into place of how this everybody across the nation is gonna handle it. We would not be the leading nation in the most cases. New York would not be the epic center. So my point still stands in saying like, the the Trump administration is handling this terribly, and that's why we have so many spikes in like New York or Florida, where it's they've been reported to be like to have the most number of cases. Then you have Missouri, who's like running right behind them. So it's stuff like that to where like those things could have been avoided. Mackenzie, do you want to speak to like the New York kind of piece of all this, since New York is kind of. I mean, not kind of, since it is the most hardest hit place. I guess, like, I don't really, like, I haven't left my house, um, for real, just to go grocery shopping. Um, And grocery shopping was kind of like how it is, I feel like, everywhere else. I mean, like, there was a little, there was a line. I mean, but it wasn't too, too bad. Um, But as far as, like, other places, I know, like, I really haven't left. But in my immediate neighborhood, I will say, it's, pretty regular like when I do go out on the weekends like just to walk around or whatever like when I went to the liquor store like people were in there people were getting liquor like it's also nice out so it's kind of hard to tell people to stay in but I don't know I feel like the media is kind of making it seem like I don't want to I don't make want to make it seem like it's it's chilling here but it's like I don't know like I'm not like you look out the window it still seems like nothing really is going on you know like except for when you start seeing people's masks and stuff like that. But people are still out. Like, it's not like, you know, at least in my neighborhood. And the city, it's a ghost town, but the city is most of, like, tourist attractions anyways. And, like, people work there. So people aren't working. So, of course, people aren't there. There's nothing to do. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the hospitals are all over the place. Central Park is actually um, setting up beds and stuff over in central park the Jarvis center if you've ever been to yeah mega- i saw that yeah i've been there yeah they're setting up beds mega bus if you take the mega bus um leaving from new york it's that building over there they're setting up shop over there and um in central park so it's just it's crazy man i'm just like really concerned about you know the businesses that are closing that are already going to close people are already unemployed and some people might not be getting hired again because their business can't even afford them so it just sucks all around yeah and then like henry to piece it on what you were saying in the beginning how do you feel like the 2020 election kind of plays into all this because i think that the one thing i feel like the coronavirus has made us kind of do is kind of make everything else secondary And I haven't really seen, you know, Biden really doing that much. I mean, one, because he can't, because he's older and he's just in Delaware kind of camping out. Um, 
but how do you kind of feel like this impacts 2020? Because I feel like it impacts it a lot more than we really want to talk about. So Henry, what do you kind of think about that kind of piece? Especially from your side of like how we communicate, because I know that's a big thing that we talk about is how campaigns actually engage with younger voters of color, younger black voters, your younger Latinx voters. How do you feel like this impacts it? Because I feel like it impacts it in a way which is actually like really important, which will probably make it harder for Biden. Um, wait, why do you think it's gonna make it harder? Because he's not, um, he's not doing rallies. He's not, when have you seen him? Like, li- what is Bernie doing? I don't think Bernie's really a factor in the race anymore, but, I, but that's what I'm saying is that I think that a part of it is that on, the only thing that I'm seeing is Trump talking about coronavirus, which I think is making yeah, it's just become quiet. And that's like, I guess. I think, that, I think that's a big problem. That, uh, problem, yes, simply because like this is election year and like we still have to cast these votes or whatever like that. And people have to like figure out how that's going to happen. Because like, for instance, like I do an absentee ballot for Georgia. They were supposed to vote March 24th, which was last Monday or Tuesday, something like that. And like that's been pushed back to May, so like it's interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see how like that does actually come to play. Like, are they gonna like figure out an online system? Are they gonna like send out absentee ballots? Are they gonna like push early voting mass? So like a lot of stuff. And and to quickly speak to that point, that's on a state by state basis. So the governor of Georgia, he can just be like, we're gonna still do what we're gonna do. Like Like, if I don't want to like misspeak here, but I definitely seen something where there was like a state counted, they only, they just kind of like, I don't know how you submit the votes, but they submitted early votes without like everybody being able to vote. Um, and that's problematic because that's literally voter suppression. Um, but it's stuff like that to where like, this administration is allowing a lot of pivotal things that are happening to be determined by states, which at this point, we are clearly in a pandemic. We need strong leadership. We need somebody to have a voice, set a tone, and set the pace, and that's not being done right now. So, like in New York, you have a mayor who's like handling it very like logical, I think. Like he's been, in my head, the spokesperson for how one should attempt to handle said situation. Um, so again, like the leadership is just lackluster, which goes into how the election is going to play out and all that. And being that like Trump is trying to get reelected, could this work in his favor? I don't know. But it's just a lot of it's it's a lot of stuff going on, and you can't necessarily determine how it's going to play out because I wouldn't be surprised if they pushed it back, like the election back. Which, oh God, no! Please, no. I don't think they're going to do it. There's a process, and I've looked it up. Um, for how they would have to change you they can just change the date um but if this is as bad as we as it could be that that's on the table you never I, you can never say never because you have to have yeah, they like, have to have primaries first able to like go out and do rallies or anything so he's not directly connecting to constituents and people that would likely vote for him and he if like it's kind of clear that he might get the nomination. Um, Biden's, gonna get, Biden's gonna get the nomination. He's right. So he gets the nomination or whatever, and you have like this disconnect between like 
younger voters and not just young black voters, young voters as a whole, because Bernie did connect with a lot of young voters. So it's like the scare with Bernie was like some of his people were like on the fence and they could just like leave up for Trump. So like, how is Biden gonna reach across the board and like, you know what I'm saying, connect with these? Because I think for me, my only fear is that I think all this coronavirus stuff is just, it's canceling his time to do that. So I think his margin of error is a lot smaller now because he doesn't have as much time to meld the gap and reach out to people. That's my only concern is that I think that the coronavirus is just making him less visible, which I think for him to engage people like us, he has to be more of. And I think that's on his team to figure out, okay, I can't show up at rallies. I can't show up physically somewhere, but how do I, you know, have an ad in essence? How do I engage people on certain podcasts that people like us are more inclined to listen to? So I think that's just kind of my only thought of like, I think this can, this is kind of a wild card for at least the election. And I think that's something that we should at least kind of pay attention to. Uh, So to kind of go on to the next point, I know everybody has been talking about uh, they're going to get their coronavirus check. Um, So this happened because the Senate and the White House reached an agreement on a $2 trillion spending bill. um, And it is rumored to include, just so everybody is aware, it's going to include checks for uh, $1,200 for people making up to $75,000 a year. That will be capped at ninety nine thousand. That's going to be twenty four thousand for couples making up to one hundred fifty thousand, and an additional five hundred per child. It also includes relief for hospitals, small businesses, uh, bailouts for corporations, including the airlines and cruise uh, cruise line companies. It also includes one hundred fifty billion for state and local funding. Uh, it also increases unemployment insurance um, by upping payment and benefits. Uh, to those who typically don't qualify, like furloughed workers and freelancers. Um, Congress has already passed a $8.3 billion bill for healthcare agencies uh, and another $100 billion for free testing. Um, what do you all kind of think about this bill? I know everybody's kind of getting a little juiced over their uh, stimulus checks. I kind of have thoughts on this bill from a structural standpoint, um, but I'm interested kind of to hear your thoughts on like, the $1,200, is that enough? Is like, what if more do we need to do? Or just kind of like, what are your general thoughts? We're really giving a um, citizens $8,000 within the next three months or, or people trolling. You say Canada? Yeah, because I keep yeah. saying it. So like that part. Uh, I mean- oh, 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 Wait, I think the Canada thing though, I think it's for if you've been immediately affected. Okay, okay, okay. Because I don't know if that's the same thing, but I've been seeing that. But the one, the one that first came out about Canada paying them more or whatever, it was only for people who have been immediately affected. Therefore, if you've been left off. So I feel like ours at least gives it to everybody. Right, right. You know, or at least everyone. So, um, I just, I just, I didn't know if that was really not. I just kept saying people about it. So like my thing, my take on the... Um, like stimulus package. This has been the most like, like in history of America, like this is the biggest stimulus package that has been passed. So like, that's a big thing. Um, and that has made me think like, Trump might go get credit for this. And how are Americans gonna like respond to that? Cause I just seen some dumb tweets, but I don't know, whatever. That's some like troll stuff. But seriously, um, like, 
it's gonna help some people. Like it's gonna, that's an mm-hmm. extra that's an extra two hundred dollars or nine hundred for real because they're gonna tax it. <laughs> but um, it's gonna help some people. Is it like realistically gonna like you know uh, save you? Probably not. It might put you in a better situation than you was in. Um, yeah, and it's not intended to save you. I think that's what uh, to be honest, they're just trying to like save the economy, and that's my main problem with America because like like when like for citizens when like like they're in foreclosure or they're like in millions of debt and like stu- we can talk about student debt like they never save us, the humans, the individuals, us who are contributing to this booming economy. However, every crisis that I've lived through in 2008, and yep. then they saved Wall Street every single time. And my thing is like, um, and I was just kind of reading an article on the Watch Post about this, where, um, like, the economy was so like great and booming and groundbreaking in February, but just l- a little less than a month, you it got- all went down the drain. Right. So, like, my thing is how strong was the economy? That's one thing. And then two, yeah, how strong was the economy if, like, within less than a month's time, you, you like, you need bailout money? What? And then another thing about that is, like, if the government, I, I don't know, like, I might come off a little whatever, but, like, if the government continues to just, like, these companies should have, like, um, plans in place into which they recover from this because if the government continues to just like throw money to bail them out like you're protecting this um i don't know the political term for it but you're protecting corporations and you continue to allow them to manipulate us as consumers uh and that's not cool because they do like rate like if again if you have a house and Let's say you just got laid off right now and you can't afford to make the payment. Especially with this economy, your interest rate probably could go up. You know what I'm saying? So it's stuff like that to where it's questionable. I'm relieved to say that like the student debt thing that we're gonna talk about later, like that's cool, it's gonna benefit some people. It's just, but it's just like it seems like like across the board, the government, like the US government does not necessarily care about us as consumers or our citizens. They more so care about protecting um the capitalistic system that has been built within America. Yeah, I mean I think for me, I kind of have some problems with the bill. I like the theory. I think it's good to the point where we're just giving people money. I think that is good because that's something that they wouldn't have had otherwise. I think in the ways in which that they are doling the money out, I have a lot of questions about. Um, I think that, and granted, this is on an individual case by case basis, but I think as someone in my position, like, do I need $1,200? Like, probably not. Like, so I think that. You that, must be rich, because I can use no, it. It's, it's not about that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying you don't, you're not struggling. Like, you're not hit hard or affected right by like the way that the the way that this virus is impacting Wait, other people don't say you don't need 200 dollars, no it's okay or rather that 
that $1,200 can go to someone else who is in greater need than myself. There you go. Because I am getting a consistent check. So I think that there have, and not to say that they should have thought about this, but like, I think if I'm getting $1,200 that I'm not going to do what someone who is in a service industry is going to do. Who, what's, what's rent in New York? What's rent in DC? What's rent in these hardest hit areas? $1,200 not helping shit if you don't have an hourly wage because you can't show up to work because you got furloughed. So I think that... That could get you the extra money or something like that. Because, like, let's say, like, for real, like, I work for a small business. In the next, a law firm. That's different. <laughs> That's different. In the next six months, I could likely use that extra $1,200 because I don't know what the going to happen. But I think, I think there has to be in a combination of a long-term plan, but also a short-term plan. I think it's different where if you're a salaried... Though you don't agree with that? No, I think that if you're... In my head, I think they looked at it like this. This happened so fast and so quick, right? And within the last, like, two weeks, NASDAQ or whatever has hit groundbreaking lows. So they're just thinking, how do we rejuvenate that, right? So in their head, a politician said, if we give these money, make them go spend it, the economy is guaranteed to like have some boost. And then on the back end of that, we're going to lower some rates here and there. We're going to give small businesses this amount of money. We're going to give large corporations this amount of money, which then like again helps the economy because they're able to like pay down their debts or whatever case it be. And like allow that to trickle down. Ideally, right? That's why I think, like, it's a short-term plan, like, thinking for, like, the next three to six months. I just have a different opinion on it. Mackenzie, jump in. How do you, how do you feel? Um, I'm super excited to get my $1,200 check. I'm going to be <laughs> money. Like, no, like, I'm not going to lie. I am excited to get the check, but I will say I do agree. Like, realistically, I mean, $1,200 isn't going to help. I mean, twelve hundred dollars can't pay rent. So, like, somebody and, who right, like, yeah. think about the person who works at a bar in Brooklyn, like, and they're hourly and they're not there. Yeah, so twelve hundred, <laughs> you're not going too far with twelve hundred dollars. But, uh, I mean, to be honest, though, like from the government, I do appreciate it because the government do. So I mean, I, it's it just sucks. Like I don't even know because I'm like. I feel like their thought process was regardless of if it's being paid to rent or utilities or groceries or whatever, or for people who really don't need it, if they're spending it, at least that's going back into the economy. So I feel like that might've just been the part to give it to everybody. But I mean, I don't know. I agree with that point. I mean, I think. Because like, why else would America pass that? In the way in which it was passed, I have never seen a bill or any type of legislation be passed within what was that, like two to three weeks? Yeah, I mean, I just think it's, I don't know. I think my view is, is that probably if you're trying to allocate the most resources to those who are most in need, that's my only That goes back to my main point. They're not thinking about us as citizens. America never has thought about us as citizens. They're thinking, how can we protect this capitalistic system that has been put in place? 
That's why, like, for instance, I, I personally don't think universal health care, which, like, a time like this, we see why it should be in place. However, it will never happen in America. The pharmaceutical industry is too embedded into the country, into in the economy. Like, that's why Biden got a ticket, because you had them big hitters doing what they had to do, pulling strings so Bernie couldn't get it. He should have learned that in 2016, to be honest. But that's another topic for another day. The point here is America don't care about the citizens. They were only thinking, how can we rejuvenate the economy? How can we protect this Wall Street? How can we protect the banks, the mortgage companies, the loan lenders, those people? Tell me I'm wrong. I, I mean, I don't, I think you're coming at it from like a very idealistic point of view. I just, I, I guess I'm just thinking of, idealistic. I just think you're, I'm, I'm not thinking on it in terms of that big of a macro scale. I think the way I'm just thinking about it is like who needs money the most and who needs how much. And that's just kind of the way I'm thinking about it. Like if you make, it's capped at 99,000. If you make $99,000 a year and you're a salaried employee, no cap, that $1,200 can go somewhere else. That's just my opinion on that. But it's, I mean, it's just to each his own, but I think you are getting at a point of that, the government, Trump, Republicans in the Senate and the House, they're not really thinking in terms of how do we help actual people get through this crisis that is hitting different people in different ways. They're just saying, how can we get people money so they can spend more and they can then, we can reboost the economy eventually. I just think that certain people who are in service industries and who are hourly workers, undocumented citizens, like they're not, they're, the, it's just going to impact different people. Why, why Trump care about them? Service industry. Why Trump care about them? They literally just put a tax bill the first year he came to office, which like literally raised them up taxes or got them out of here. I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying if I were doing this bill, I would have probably moved some more stuff. Buddy, we're talking about how this day on administration is one trash. Well, not not even a minute. Let's talk about America's trash because they only care about a capitalistic system. Two, focus on focus on Trump for the focus of this conversation. And then two, this Trump administration, they clearly only care about protecting that one small percent, the tax bill. I'm in agreement with you. I'm in agreement with you. I'm just saying, I just think it's a problem that I'm getting twelve hundred. I just that's how I'm kind of seeing this. But well, give me your twenty. I will right. not. I will not do any such I will or right, I'll say this and I'll I'll put this on a, a recording. I will encourage you both as salaried employees to give something to Chick-fil-A. Your local food. Bank. Wow. Wow. I pay my tax. Wow. Anywho, so I think a big part of this I think one thing that we have uh in the doc, and I think that's a big thing uh that we I think that I'm interested in is kind of how are you all kind of adjusting to it like what are just kind of this whole pandemic thing like what have what has been the most like what's given you the most joy about all of this and like what are your, do you have any book recommendations tv music movies Mackenzie I will I will start with you yes because I have so many recommendations to be honest I really don't mind it um I mean well, I mind the I don't mind the working from home part. Like I really never like going in. I don't really I'm not really pressed to go to work. Um, as far as like 
and I hate to sound like this, the biggest thing I missed is I need to get my nails done. I need to get my hair done, my eyebrows done. I need to get a, I just need one full day of regroup. And I just, it just sucks. Like you can't go out anymore. You know, like I like, I, the biggest thing that I gave up, um, well, I don't want to say gave up, but like the biggest thing was like happy hour and brunches. And it's, and it's, Especially just sucks because I really want to just say a shout out to everybody who had a birthday canceled during this time or is going to have a birthday canceled during this time. I'm so sorry. May 25th. I know What's up? I'm going to be in the house. All the graduates. All the yeah. graduates. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't even imagine going through this. Um but um, anyway, so what I've been doing is watching television. I'm watching Girls Now. You watching what? To watch Ozark, Tiger, Good Tiger King, Rang on BT, 20s. I've literally, there's, the real question is what haven't I watched? Because I watch so much stuff. But I mean, honestly, overall, I'm enjoying my time. Talking about what we've been watching. Are we giving commentary on this stuff, or are we just talking about what we've been watching? Because I've been watching a lot of TV, and I got thoughts on a lot of this stuff. Did you watch Tiger King? Why are y'all watching that? What's so exciting about that? that yeah, was I'm, not, yeah, I'm not watching that. I'm I sorry, I can't. I'm on Twitter. I'm like, I'm not into Animal Planet. What am I watching? Hello. What? I don't know what she said, but um, boomerang. The funniest, funniest thing ever. Henry, what you been watching? <laughs> um, I don't know everything, but nothing. Um, I uh, Good Girls, um, All American. Uh, I'm still watching Ozark. I've been watching that slow. Um, I watched Big Little Lies on um, uh, HBO. HBO. Yeah, yeah, that's a great show. It's pretty good, but it's interesting to see. It seems like they just pulled the ma- like the most like I don't know cool or interesting characters from that show and made the new show uh, uh, Little Fires Everywhere. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes. Plus, said- Kerry, plus Kerry Washington. No, that's what I'm saying. It was like they pulled the two most interesting characters and I was like, let's change it a little bit, make it be black. That's what they did. <laughs> like, that's literally what they did. But, I mean, it's cool. It's interesting. Um, uh, I went on, like, this bit black, like, deep dive, and I'm still kind of sort of on to that. Like, I watched Shaft last night, like, the new one, and I'm getting ready to watch the old one. Um... I watched The Best Man. I've been trying to figure out how I'm about to finesse The Best Man Holiday. Mackenzie, you remember that movie? Yes. <laughs> Shall we tell them about that? Shall we do a throwback real quick? Uh, well, yeah, that movie. So, like, um, freshman year, we were both in, like, orgs at Howard. And, like, her org did this, like, uh, auction thingy or whatever and i spent 60 dollars. i spent 60 dollars on this girl um yeah and then we uh went on a date or whatever and we went to see best man it was so funny and cute yeah and, and now I look 
Your sound keep going in and out. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. I'll give my recommendations. I'm watching Ozark right now. Uh, Henry knows I'm terrible at watching TV shows in real time. I want to watch uh, All American. That's on my list to get started. I'm watching The Wire right now. Um, music. This has actually like been a pretty good month uh, for music. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Janae Aiko. Don Tolliver came out with an album. Um, who else? You know. Henry, who else came out with music this month? I've been listening to a lot of stuff. I feel like none of those came out this week. Um, my music, what have I been listening to? I listened to Janae. Um, her joint was pretty good. P and D, I like that. That's my time. Yeah, that was a smooth little vibe. I've been listening to gospel music. Oh, you trying to <laughs> you trying to get you trying to get right with God? Cause you I listen to gospel music like every day on my way to work, so that's nothing new. But like, I guess I've been just finding new stuff to add in my playlist. Um, Megan dropped. Yeah, there's been, there's been some good little bops that came out this month. Uh, in terms of book recommendations, uh, right now I'm reading a book called Black Sunday. Um, next on my list, I'm gonna read Another Country by James Baldwin. Uh, but yeah, y'all just read watch TV. So let us know what y'all suggestions are. So now we're going to hit y'all with the quick little heads up, some stuff that's going on. Uh, first off, uh, Henry, have you filled out your census form? Mackenzie, that goes for you too. Y'all fill that out. Be good government citizens. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I got to do that. I really do. I'm, I'm a bad citizen. Girl, that joint was staring you in the face. You ain't got nothing to do. Um, <laughs> uh, so the census is important because it helps determine how federal money is allocated in your state and community. It also determines the number of congressional representatives you will have for the next 10 years. So y'all should fill that out for certain. Uh, today, as we are recording this on March 31st, it is also Equal Pay Day. Um, we put out today some stats about equal pay, mainly focusing on not just the pay of all women, but black women in particular. Um, in particular, um, that's important to note. Uh, that black women, even though they have more college degrees than anyone else at a higher percent, higher rate, they still get paid the least. So we need to pay black women equal and then add tax, add 25%, add whatever number you want uh, to do that. And then Henry put this in the doc. Last thing we'll talk about is Joseph Lowry. He was the founder of the Southern Christian Leadership uh, Conference with Martin Luther King Jr. He passed away last week at the age of 98. Um, he was a pastor and he also worked in the civil rights movement and he helped lead the Montgomery bus boycotts. Uh, he also received the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Barack Obama in 2009. So that's all that we got today. Henry, you got anything to add? Any, any notes? Anything you should look out for in the past, in the next couple of days, couple of weeks while we're all on quarantine time? I mean, if y'all small businesses are listening and y'all need some marketing help, you know what I'm saying? Hit me up at Last King Henry. I got what you need. But besides that, I mean, um, I've really been trying to figure out what am I doing in my life? Because, you know, I was um, exploring opportunities and I'm trying to figure out how that's going. But, um, I mean, life is life. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to pick up a new few hobbies, learn how to meditate, not going to the gym. You know what was so what's so crazy is like, I never went to the gym consistently. Like, I go when I feel like going. But I have been craving. Like, yesterday I went outside and ran like around the block. 
Because I've just been cra- like the excess energy and anxiety builds up and all that stuff. But uh, it's a lot going on. I hope everybody be safe. Wash your hands, stay hand san- sanitized. Um, be careful in these grocery stores because, like, that's literally a hotbed, y'all. Y'all know people be picking their nose, scratching their hair, doing whatever. And then touching groceries. That's why, like, I like fresh fruits and vegetables, but I have not got no fresh. Well, I got some fresh vegetables and I washed them real good. But fruits, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's a lot going on. Mackenzie live from Brooklyn. What? Anything? Any final? Any final thoughts on anything? Um, stay safe. I think we're gonna get through this. Um, it's actually really crazy that we're even in this situation, but um, stay. Say less. Like regroup. Set your goal. Attention. Um, but yeah, just be safe. Wash your hands. Yeah, same thing. Or as I would say uh, to everybody, stay your ass in the house. Um, but that's gonna be all for us. So you're gonna hear from us. We're gonna try to cook up some some new and different content for y'all. Henry got a TikTok idea that he keep bothering us about that we're gonna have to do before he <laughs> added both of us. So you should be sure to follow us on Twitter at underscore wrgo at on Instagram at what's really going YouTube what's really going. You can listen, like, comment, subscribe on all uh, streaming platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So be sure to catch that out. And we, as always, will be back. Thanks, everybody.